It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. Hey, you know, dear friends, if I, if I was able to talk to each and every one of you, you would have your own uh, important story, your own concern right now that's taking place in your life. Uh, now, right now, Rich is in our studio in Oklahoma City. And um, and I am in the country in Missouri at a studio we have there. And then, of course, we're all pulled together with our headquarters in Kansas City. But, Rich, this has been a very sobering week for us and uh, for you as well, isn't it? Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. That's what has really yeah. been impressed upon me this week. Um, now, you started out uh, this past week in St. Louis, Missouri, because one of our heroes passed away, and you were there for the memorial service, right? Congressman Todd Aiken, the Honorable W. Todd Aiken. I was there for his memorial service, and he was a hero. Yeah. He sure was a hero. Uh, and another thing, however, though, his mother, who lives in Iowa, is 96 years old. Uh, her name is Nancy, Nancy Aiken. And she's 96 years old. She listens where she lives in Iowa to Bot Radio Network. And we want to give her a special happy birthday right now to Nancy. Um I'm told, and you met her, Rich, she is really... I did. She is a lovely lady. Yeah. So anyway, happy birthday, Nancy. And good for you. And we're sorry about the loss of your son, former Congressman Todd Aiken, and, of course, his wife, Luli, and the whole Aiken family. But then, Rich, something else... And Dad, Todd was a wonderful Christian. We'll see him again in heaven. Oh, I wish we had a... I wish every congressman was like Todd Aiken. I'm telling you, you talk about character. You talk about serving the Lord. You talk about standing on his principles. But then, of course, Monday night, we received a phone call about our manager of all of the Oklahoma City stations uh, there in Oklahoma. Tell us about that. Yes, Paul Sublett, our manager in Oklahoma City here. He's been working with us since 1984, 37 years he's given to help proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ through the airwaves here across the state of Oklahoma through Bot Radio Network. And uh, Monday night we received a phone call that Paul had passed into eternity through a motorcycle accident. And he, and he was on vacation, and he and his son... And I believe it was his brother, and then a close family friend, the four of them, uh, were out just having a good time uh, together uh, in eastern Tennessee. Apparently, that's really a wonderful place to ride. But all of a sudden, listen, folks, it wasn't COVID. And by the way, it wasn't COVID with Todd Aiken either. But anyway, all of a sudden, he missed a turn and ended up in a ravine and died in his son's arms. So uh, so then 
uh, you were off to Oklahoma City, weren't you? And that's where you are right, now. Right, I met with the staff uh, yesterday and um, and today as well. But the thing about Paul is that he was doing something he loved with people he loved. And, Dad, he, he died with his boots on. I just <laughs> thank God for Paul and, and what he did. And he served the Lord and lived life to the full. Yeah, to the fullest. Listen, folks, let's start this program right now with a song, He's Only a Prayer Away. What would people do without him? Listen to this. I ask the Lord to comfort me When things weren't going my way He said to me, I will comfort you Lift your cares away I ask the Lord to walk with me When darkness was all that I knew He said to me, never be afraid For I will see you through I didn't ask for riches He gave me wealth untold The moon, the stars, the sun, the sky God gave me eyes to behold I thank the Lord for everything I count my blessings each day He came to me when I needed Him I only had to pray And He'll come to you if you ask Him That's right. He's only a prayer away, folks. Um, what would a person do without the Lord uh, when when this kind of trouble really comes your way? He gives you, you know, peace that passes all understanding. Well, we sure need that peace for sure. Now, I'm just looking at today versus what my whole life has been like. I just read a quick story, Rich. Uh, the police are saying that every mom should be aware of what the dangers are at Halloween right now, because Halloween is coming up. Let me just read a little bit of it. It said, as the children dress up in their very creative Halloween con costumes, why, uh, they're, they're hoping to score some tasty treats, some candy and that sort of thing, but not the way it used to be, you see. Because there are a lot of people out there that wait for Halloween to prey on children. And some of the candy they come home with, you don't want them to eat until you are very, very careful. Let me just read this paragraph. It says, so before you let your children take a bite of their Halloween candy, why, uh, uh, or even walk the streets, 
it's critical that you know the dangers um, that some predators have for the children that's going on right now. Rich, does that sound foreign to you when you were a kid and you were up and down the neighborhood in Halloween? We used to dress up like a hobo and go get candy, but we didn't give a thought to any of that stuff that you have to be afraid of and be very cautious about today. Yeah. So that takes us, of course, to the meat of the program right now. Uh, I want to start this out with what Paul Harvey said. If he were the devil, if Paul Harvey, Paul Harvey said, if he were the devil, this is exactly what he would do. Listen with it. If I were the devil... If I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness, and I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree, the. So I'd set about, however necessary, to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve, do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old, I would teach to pray after me, our Father, chart in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies, and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves, until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing. I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. And what'll you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public And I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Paul Harvey. Good day. Yeah. You know, folks, if you were listening to that carefully, does that not sound like he recorded it yesterday? Isn't that amazing, Rich? 
that it is. And I would say I don't think <laughs> I would rather celebrate All Saints Day, which is November 1st. And Halloween, the origin of that is All Hallows' Eve. It's the night before All Saints' Day, and I think that's the day we should be celebrating. Well, apparently. Uh, now, everybody knows what's been happening in the school systems of America. At least they're starting to wake up. Is anything more important than your children? Is anything really now? Ask yourself seriously. What would possibly be more important to you as a mother or a father, than your own children. And yet, look at what's happening to them as the school systems of America. Now, the parents, you see, are getting very upset. They're, they're finding out what is being taught and what is not being taught that they want to be taught in the school system. And that applies to everybody. Every one of you in this audience and everyone in America that values your children or has a, a purpose for your life. Now, here is a young teacher, and at the school board meeting, she just said, I have to resign. I didn't think teaching was going to be like this. I wanted to do a good job. I wanted to help these little boys and girls get started right. I want you folks to hear in her own voice what happened at a school board meeting just a short time back. Here it is. My name is Laura Morris. I have been a teacher in Loudoun County Public Schools for five years and a teacher for 10. In that time, I have learned so much, being on the cutting edge of educational technology and working with a diverse population of students that I have loved. This year, I have the privilege to follow my amazing fourth graders up to fifth, and I have been excited about this all summer. On the other hand, this summer I have struggled with the idea of returning to school, knowing that I'll be working yet again with a school division that despite its shiny tech and flashy salary, promotes political ideologies that do not square with who I am as a believer in Christ. After reading about your lack of consideration for the growing population of concerned citizens in this division, clearly evidenced by this empty room tonight where you shut the doors to the public as well as the emails sent by the superintendent last year reminding me that a dissenting opinion is not allowed even to be spoken in my personal life going so far as to send a form to my colleagues and i encouraging us to fill it out if we hear one another speaking against the controversial policies being promoted by this school board and adopted in this county not only that, but within the last year, I was told in one of my so-called equity trainings that white, Christian, able-bodied females currently have the power in our schools and that, quote, this has to change. Clearly, you've made your point. You no longer value me or many other teachers you've employed in this county. So since my contract outlines the power that you have over my employment in Loudoun County Public Schools, I thought it necessary to resign in front of you. School board, I quit. I quit your policies, I quit your trainings, and I quit being a cog in a machine that tells me to push highly politicized agendas on our most vulnerable constituents, the children. I will find employment elsewhere. I encourage all parents and staff in this county to flood the private schools. Yeah, isn't that amazing? That young teacher, sure she'll find employment elsewhere. Yes. But why on earth should we be losing good teachers when a school board who are really public servants. Let's get that straight, folks. They don't run the place unless you let them. Um, 
they are public servants and they ran for election because they promised to show good leadership to the community and be responsible for the school system so the boys and girls would have a good education rather than indoctrination. Do you have a comment, Rich? Home schools are booming right now, as well as private Christian schools. Parents need to take responsibility for the education of their children. I tell you what, but thank God there are some public servants like Senator Josh Hawley from Missouri and Senator Tom Cotton from Arkansas and others that have really gotten very upset over what has been happening with the federal government now stepping in and declaring uh, that they're going to be in charge then of whatever the public, the parents, the moms and the dads have to say about their own children in a school board meeting. And um, so here is Josh Hawley now, and he is um, interrogating in a, in a hearing, a Senate hearing, the Deputy Attorney General, and her name is Lisa Monaco. Uh, you could look her up. She's been a, a good part of the Democrat Party machinery for a long time and certainly in favor of the federal government kind of taking over anything that they think they want to have happen. So good Senator Josh Hawley had this to say. Uh, I want you to listen to her comments, and I want you to listen to Senator Hawley's comments, and then I want you to, to vote locally in your school district, in your town, your city, your state, and certainly the federal elections. Here it is. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Monaco, I want to come back to this extraordinary letter and memorandum that the Attorney General of the United States issued yesterday. Practically every day brings new reports about this administration weaponizing the federal bureaucracy to go after political opponents. Frankly, I don't think we've ever seen anything like it in American history. I mean, for those of us who missed the McCarthy era, I guess this president is intent on bringing it to us, but with new force and new power and new urgency, unlike anything we've ever seen. Are you aware of any time in American history when an attorney general has directed the FBI to begin to intervene in school board meetings, local school board meetings? I'm not aware, and I'm not aware that that, and that is not going on. Let me be very, Really, very this clear. isn't about local school board meetings? That's not the subject of the memorandum? I thought that was in the memorandum. The memorandum is quite clear. It's one page, um, and it asks um, the uh, U.S. attorney community and the FBI special agents in charge to convene state and local law enforcement partners um, to ensure that there's an open line of communication to address threats, to address violence, um, and that's the appropriate role of the Department of Justice to make sure that we are addressing uh, criminal conduct and violence. At, at local school board meetings, let me just ask you this. Is parents waiting sometimes for hours to speak at a local school board meeting to express concerns about critical race theory or the masking of their students, particularly young children? Is that in and of itself, is, is that harassment and intimidation? Is waiting to express one's view at a school board meeting harassment and intimidation? As the Attorney General's memorandum made quite clear, Spirited debate is welcome, is a hallmark of this country. Um, it's something we all should engage in. And no, I don't think so, Ms. Monica. With all due respect, it didn't make it quite clear. It doesn't define those terms, nor does it define harassment or intimidation. It talks about violence. I think we can agree that violence shouldn't be condoned 
or looked aside from in any way, swept under the rug at all. But harassment and intimidation, what did those terms mean in the context of a local school board meeting? I mean, this seems to me, in the First Amendment context, we talk about the chill, the chill to speech. If this isn't a deliberate attempt to chill parents from showing up at school board meetings for their elected school boards, I don't know what is. I mean, I'm not, I'm not aware of anything like this in American history. We're talking about the FBI. You're using the FBI to intervene in school board meetings. That's extraordinary. Senator, I have to respectfully disagree. That is not what- Point me to an instance. The, the Attorney General's memorandum um, made quite clear that um, violence is not appropriate. Spirited public debate on a whole range of issues is absolutely what this country is all about. Um, then why is it being investigated if, by the FBI? If, it is not. When and if um, any um, uh, situation turns to violence, then that is the appropriate role of law enforcement to address it. Um, oh, the what, memorandum what, covers more than violence. It talks about intimidation. It talks about harassment. So I'm asking you to draw some lines. We do this all the time in the First Amendment context. This is the, this is the sum and substance of First Amendment law. So I expect that she'll be available and, and willing to do it now. Tell me where the line is with parents expressing their concerns, waiting for hours in these school board meetings. We've all seen the videos. This has happened in my state. Parents have waited for hours. Sometimes the school board meetings have been ended before they can speak because the school board doesn't want to hear it. And now parents are told that if they wait and they express their views, that they, they may be investigated for intimidation? I don't know who's telling them that, Senator. The job of the Justice Department is to investigate crimes when uh, a situation turns to violence, when and if a situation turns to violence, it's the job of the Justice Department and local law enforcement to address that. The Attorney General's memorandum simply uh, asked the U.S. Attorney community, the FBI, uh, and their counterparts to ensure that state and local law enforcement has an open line of communication uh, to report threats, whether they um, happen in the context of election officials being threatened, whether they haven't happened in the context of members of Congress being threatened, which the FBI responds to uh, on a regular basis, as is appropriate. The job of the Justice Department is to address criminal conduct. You know, all I can say is this is truly extraordinary. I think you know it is. It's unprecedented. You can't point to a single instance where anything like this has happened before. And I think parents across this country are going to be stunned to learn, stunned, that if they show up at a local school board meeting, by the way, where they have the right to appear and be heard, where they have the right to say something about their children's education, where they have the right to vote, and you are attempting to intimidate them. You are attempting to silence them. You are attempting to interfere with their rights as parents and yes, with their rights as voters. This is wrong, this is dangerous, and I cannot believe that an Attorney General of the United States is engaging in this kind of conduct. And frankly, I can't believe that you are sitting here today defending it. I intend to get answers to these questions. You won't answer my questions. I'm going to get answers to these questions. Mr. Chairman, we need to have a hearing on this subject. We need to hear from the Attorney General himself. He needs to come here, take the oath, sit there, and answer questions. We have never seen anything like this before in our country's history. And frankly, I, I want to say I think it is a dangerous, dangerous precedent. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that God amazing? bless Josh Hawley. Man, he is one of our heroes. Senator Josh Hawley from Missouri, and um, when parents, when the mothers and the fathers cannot have a place to speak at the local school board, 
at the local school board meeting and be welcomed for their, their input into the education of their own boys and girls in that school. No wonder people want school choice. They want to be able to make their own choice about what school their boys and girls are going to go into. But anyway, to get the federal government and the FBI involved in this, talk about intimidating. It's a chilling effect. It's a chilling effect that, uh, that, that they're trying to intimidate parents from speaking up. Angry parents, when they're angry about what the school board is teaching their children against their wishes. Well, Rich, let's take a few listener comments right now to see what our audience has to say. Let's take the first one. I listen from northwest Iowa out of Sioux City area, but you have a real treasure with John MacArthur and grace to you. He is incredible. Uh, also, always enjoy anything you put with Paul Harvey, Dick and Rich Bot. Thank you so much for everything you've done with this radio station for all these years. It's just a godsend. All right, and thank you, dear lady. Uh, that's for sure. Let's take another one. I just love my radio station. I have it in my car, in my garage, in my study. It's really been a blessing, and there's so much more I can say, but I thank you much for it. Mm. Uh, Rich, I think we have time for another one, don't we? We do. Here's a lady with a testimony about how the Lord has uh, redeemed her from uh, addiction. Been okay. listening to Bot Radio Network for the past two and a half years. Been sober for three years, every day, on my way to work, on my way home. Doesn't matter. Every time I turn it on, God always speaks to me. I don't know what I would do without Bot Radio Network. Yeah, well, what's that phone number, Rich? 1-800-345-2621. That's 1-800-345-2621. We'd love to hear from you. All right, now here's a pastor. Here's a pastor. Uh, let's hear what he has to say. This is Pastor Leo Barbie Jr. in Lawrence, Kansas. I've been pastoring and preaching for over 50 years, still growing in the Lord, thanks to the solid preaching and teaching on Bot Radio. I listen to a number of speakers each and every day of my life, and I thank the Lord for the ministry of Bot Radio. Uh-huh. God you bless what, you, Pastor um, Barbie. Thank well, you for you those comments. Believe it. Uh, well, all right, one more, one more, Rich. I listen to John MacArthur. I love Bot Radio Network and all the preachers on the radio in Excelsior Springs. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Hmm. All right. Well, that's just we up go, north Rich. of Kansas City. What's the weather like in Oklahoma City right now? Uh, Dad, it was rainy yesterday, but it's uh, not too bad today. It's cloudy, well, but it's not raining. Maybe, maybe we'll have a little sunshine for a while then. All right. This so. is Dick Bot with this chapter of the complete story with my son, Rich, and we'll see you later. <laughs> 